Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Hey guys, this is Anthony, and you're now listening to The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. And on last week's show, man, it was a crazy good show, and we wanted to just let you guys know we received all of your emails about the show. We read all of your tweets and messages on social media. And on today's podcast, we'll address things that we've unlearned as adults, the pros and cons of being unemployed, and how's the black culture benefiting from social media, and more on this episode of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct. I kind of was too close uh, to the mic. I got a lot of energy today, guys. I'm on this new detox after that body, now. after that uh, body, that body discussion yesterday. Oh, I'm on a detox, choice? yeah, because y'all's choices are better than mine. Well, I'm drinking this beer, but I was gonna hit some liquor, up, man. But I guess I needed to, you know. I, it's I'll probably bring the whiskey next. Time. Oh yeah, I started to hit you up on that Rebecca Creek. I saw you had it on there. I was like, man, that Rebecca Creek look. Man, no, Tyson. I, I about shed a tear too when that, that bottle was <laughs> when empty. that bottle was empty. I heard. Uh, I, I had about one shot left in there. I mean, I drank that. I was looking at that bottle, and I was reflecting on my life and just realized. Man, that's when some liquor strong. Empty, right? <laughs> he reflected. We on had his that life. brown skin friend in that in that cup. I was like, dang, she nice. Oh man, but hey guys, man, we are glad you guys are back. If you're listening in, man, first of all, I want to let you guys know, man, hit us up on the line. We're in the blue bowl here at Fishbowl Radio at two one four. Four three one five zero six two, and as I tell you guys all the time, you'll hear the godly voice of Gary Green. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about what have you unlearned as an adult, pros and cons of being unemployed, how how has Black culture benefited from social media. Would you date a woman who uses excessive profane language, which if you're following uh, the reality is throughout the week, we had a poll. I'll tell you more about that poll later on today. And you got a poll. <laughs> and what's the. <laughs> And what advice do you have on how to be non-threatening as a black man or woman in America? So, we're going to hop into some music real quick, man. We hope you guys are listening in. We're going to take you way back, man. I woke up this morning, literally, and I was listening to this song, bro. And I said, man, this joint right here, this Jodeci, freaking you. Oh, Lord, Jodeci. Yeah, brother. It made me want to do some things early. Stayed on Jesus. Stayed on Jesus. Oh, yeah, and we got to introduce the kid, man. He just walked in. We got Chris. What's going on, my people? I'm we glad got, to be on the show. You know, we got Chris 2.0 in here. You know, we already got Christian, so we got Chris for 2.0. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back, man. You guys enjoying. You're listening to The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct on Fishbowl Rip. Back again, you're listening to The Reality Is here on Fishbowl Radio Network every Saturday from 1 to 3 here in the Blue Bowl. So stay tuned, tune in, do whatever you got to do to make sure you're listening. But we're going to let Chris introduce our guest today, man, and we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we're going to let him introduce what he's uh, here for, if that's the way you say it. I don't know. This is Internet Radio. Yeah, man. Christopher Lewis, man. This is a brother I met uh, late last year. 
I had a birthday party, and you know, you meet a lot of people around Dallas, and you never know what they're about. But you know, we talked, and uh, it's pretty early in our conversation. I saw that this is a brother that's from Dallas, that's passionate about his city. Um, you know, he wants to unlock the greatness in this city that often goes overlooked. Um, so, you know, that really piqued my interest, and he's a veteran, too, in the Navy. I usually don't pal around with Navy dudes, but this is a good brother. So, you know, we ended up having lunch on Veterans Day, and then after that, you know, we just became buddies. So, uh, anyway, so he actually is the vice president of the Nesby uh, alumni chapter here, which is the National Society of Black Engineers, and last weekend he put on this program called A Walk for Education in South Dallas. So I'll let him explain that talk about the impact it had and then the way forward. So, Chris, the stage is yours, bro. Hey, thank you again for uh, having me on here, man. I really appreciate it, man. Some young, good-looking black brothers. A good reality is radio show. I like that title because uh, these local radio stations, they don't have Whack. Them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was trying to be, you know, PG, but no. you're right. <laughs> you're right. You're right, <laughs> Whack. But, uh, yeah, uh, I'm the vice chair of the National Society of Black Engineers, Dallas grad chapter. Um, yeah, I am from Dallas, born, born, in ba uh, born and raised, Oak Cliff. Stand up. Um, but That's yeah, the Walker Education. <laughs> Walker Education, man, that was uh, near and dear to my heart, man, because a lot of people that, you know, move to Dallas, they don't know it's a tale of two cities. You yeah. Know? We got 18 to 20 billionaires in Dallas, but yeah, on the other side of town across that Trinity River, man, it's looking real, real shaky, you know, and uh, people don't have that awareness, you know, about, you know, what's going on, uh, different things that are out there for you, you know, from being an engineer to whatever, a financial banker. You know, so, uh, you know, we did uh, last weekend, uh, we uh, reached out to about 100 homes. Uh, we walked door to door. Uh, we passed out everything from <laughs> educational material. Uh, we did HIV testing. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of people don't know 75216 zip code area is the highest zip code for HIV yeah. in Dallas. And I'm born and raised in that area, and I didn't even know that. Wow. I make wow. sure I keep my penis off that side of town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! You better reroute oh GPS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna reroute. <laughs> you were just saying what everybody else was thinking, man. I ain't mad at you, man. Hey, just to let y'all know. Yeah, so if you feel, you're not from Dallas, hey, there you go. FYI, <laughs> FYI. Yeah, educate yourself. Say, hey, girl, what, 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 what side of town you stay on? Yeah. Oh no, no Seven, seven five one three four. Oh, oh you good, yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven five two one four. Seven five two one six. Yeah, you want to avoid that area? Yes. Just, yeah, just reach that, reach back to the community. Go mm -hmm. do just some speaking engagements. <laughs> Not any other engagement. <laughs> Put sure. that monkey in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Saran <laughs> <laughs> uh, so wrapping everything. Oh, oh boy. All right, I didn't mean to interrupt him, man. Go man, ahead. That was uh, all good. That was <laughs> all good. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, a lot of kids in that area they don't have that awareness of you know uh, from a professional standpoint what an engineer does. Uh, radio and television, you know what I'm saying? What What is the the background behind that? You know, you look at a TV show, like, hey, what does this person does? What does the anchor do? The yeah. cameraman, electric engineer, what what does electric engineer do? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Or, you know, a financial investment banker, you know? Correct. Uh, so, you know, my, my thing is to try to give them that awareness to pique their interest, to let them know, hey, you don't have to be this typical black man or black woman stereotype. Yeah. You don't have to be an Instagram model, you know what I'm saying? You don't have to be... A football <laughs> I was player. actually That's just black. talking about that with somebody like, you know, so talentless celebrities is what I call it now. You could just be a you used to, you used to have to have talent. Yeah. Now you could just be cute and mm -hmm. fifteen seconds. Is fifteen all you need. seconds. Get you a man. couple followers and you and you on point. I mean, I'm not Get gonna you lie. I, I look at the girls, but it's like I was telling somebody the other day too. I was like, I, I'm not gonna lie. Like Amber Rose, for instance, I look at her, and um, I do look, but it's like I don't follow. 
Uh, it's like for some reason, it's like I'm already doing what everybody else does because I'm probably worse. I don't follow, but I actually have to type in her name whenever I want to see her and look at it. These you're things. a man. I mean, you're a man. I but mean, but it's this other woman is to me is better than Amber Rose. And her, her, she has a. Um, What's her name? Uh, Nicole Mia. Wait, Nicole Mia? Oh, Lord. You seen it? I saw her. Bro, th- Fit for Thick, I think. Boy. She is man. Fit for Thick. Brother. Okay. Oh, she is like a right. whole new. Charlemagne, uh, Charlemagne couldn't stop looking at her butt on Bro, like when I say she doing like them, she working out. I mean, it's she's beautiful, man. Mm, okay. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry we got sidetracked, no, but I add mean that to my following list. Yeah, because <laughs> I look and keep scrolling. Look, yep, what I yep. was thinking about was, uh, man, what if they had? You know how on, on Snapchat, if somebody screenshot your stuff and notify you, I was thinking about, man, how crazy would it be if they started notifying people who were screenshotting on Instagram, on Facebook? Oh <laughs> man, you could just save <laughs> the pictures right trouble. off Facebook. Yeah, you can't do that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah and, and but the question I wanted to ask you, you know, I know we kind of got off topic. Like, for me, you know, coming from the country, I told Chris and him, I was like, I didn't know anything about being an engineer or a pilot or anything. So, like, you being an engineer, like, what got you into that field? Like, what made you aware that that, that, that was something that you could actually do? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty much the same boat, you know, country, inner city. You know, I didn't have that, you know, exposure either. It's just that, you know, I was been into, you know, cellular technology. I always want to know, man, how does a phone work? Like, how can I, like, call somebody? And yeah. in a matter of seconds, ring, 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 they pick it up. Like, what's, what's, what's that? Exactly. So right. just as a kid, I just always been like, why? Anytime I read something, I ask somebody, I want, why? Why are you doing this? I'm like that about the Bible. I'm, I'm why like, we got to wait to have sex? I, hey, man. You why know, we got to have one wife? You know, this goes yeah. on. I need know, nine. You know, yeah. Can a brother know. get hey, nine? Abraham had about, you know, nine it's true. Enough, I you mean. Know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> But yeah. hey, that's again, it's another type of too. Hey, we can talk about that one yeah, too. Yeah, I'll put but, that uh, one on the schedule. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I just want to know that background knowledge. Like, how does a cell phone, how does a text message work? How yeah. do, you know what I'm saying, Instagram work? How I can upload a 15 second video and millions of people watch it. Yeah. So, just me as being a young kid, I always just been really interested in that. Well, what I mean, for me, I, I one of the biggest things I, I think I unlearned, like I said, was Christianity. Um, I, I was, you know, at the salon this morning talking to, uh, I guess you would call her my loctician. <laughs> I at the salon, getting his hair twisted. <laughs> like, oh. I'm fresh though. Shout out Melanie. So it I is fresh, that. but I was Sweetness. like, oh, look, I'm bald, so I got to get him any way I can. I was like, oh, that's Chris so cute. I put product in my beard this morning though, so don't. You know. Hey man, you can get you some of that icy black. You know, yeah. you know <laughs> I got the little salt and pepper light new technology, <laughs> microfibers. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I ain't doing that. Getting it all too in. much self respect. Get to the Steve Harvey man, the Steve Harvey line. Oh yeah. I used to always wonder why I was so perfect, but, but I mean, for me, I, I, I unlearned Christianity. I unlearned homosexuality um, from the, and those kind of go hand in hand with what I'm saying. You know, we've had conversations about how we feel about Christianity. And I tell people all the time, if you really think about it, most people who are Christians is just like people who uh, grow up and they're say, I mean, uh, people who grow up and they're like, I'm a Democratic or I'm a Republican. Are you really? Is that something that you chose or was it something that was passed down by your parents or sure. your grandparents? Like, so for me, I was raised in church in a Christian church and a holiness church. And it's like, I've unlearned that not to be funny. It does take all that. If you believe in heaven to get there, but it doesn't take all that. And it, it, and I'm sure you catching what I'm saying. And with homosexuality, I don't judge so hard. I mean, for one, there are people just like we're people. And like we've said before, you know, Christian made the point if, if they didn't want to be gay or if it wasn't who they were, who wants to kill themselves or go through so much ridicule on a daily basis to be who they are. 
So I've unlearned, you know, that part of, you know, who I am. I've unlearned stereotypes, too. Um, I know growing up when you're not interacting with a lot of white people or Hispanic people, you do go off of what you see on TV. And I know um, on, on during work this week, I ran into this lady. Um, she's a white lady. And she was talking to me about how she feels about like Muslims after 9-11. And she was like, oh, you know, they some of them come into the doctor's office. And she was like, sometimes when they come in with their what is it the turban turbans on their head and the long beards right. she was like i get scared and i asked her i said so have they ever did anything to you and she was like no they've never done anything to me i said so it's just the post 9-11 situation and she was like yes and i told her i said i get that because i know my first time getting on the plane after that when i saw him on the plane i thought that and i still i would be lying if i said i still didn't think it doesn't scare me, but I do think when I see that because they are associated with that. But what you have to do and what I told her is what you have to do is give them a chance because I can we can all relate to being black and white people or whatever race watching television and seeing all the nonsense on television and trying to stigmatize every person that's black with that. So like I told her, I said, me being black, I can understand how they feel being stereotyped when they're not that way. Like Muhammad having to change his name for work. Like I told her, give them a chance. And, you know, because we can say the same thing about white people, everything we say on white on, on, on television about white people, it's lying, it's stealing, it's conniving. But we don't go out and be like every white person is like that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just about changing your mind and being open to the process of learning or unlearning some of the things that, you know, you didn't know as a kid. I think it's just important. Yeah, there's a society. Society puts everything into a box, you know, as far as like sin and stuff. Yeah. Like they, society <laughs> said there's levels. They make it seem like there's levels to sin. Mm-hmm. You gay, you fornicate, it's all the same sin. Yeah, but, right. you know, it's in society today, they, they're like, well, you know, if you fornicate, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. Or, you make money. We fall down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We so fall I would, down. I would even push back a little <laughs> bit on even the idea that we, we accept the idea that yeah. get, being gay or fornicated is a sin. I think because uh, this is part of the the issue, and so this kind of relates to one of the things I've unlearned. And I'm a, and I'm a Baptist minister, and I own that, and I'm and I'm glad I am. But I've had to unlearn some of the some of the rigid conservatism that I was raised with, that assumed that certain things were sinful, that assumed that <clears throat> certain ways of speaking you weren't supposed to do, and that assumed even deeper than that that something that one thing was always wrong in a situation, no matter what the situation or circumstance. One of the things that seminary has taught me that life is far too complex for, you know, one thing in one situation, for instance, lying. Lying to a spouse because you're trying to hide something is one thing. Lying to protect somebody's well-being against, let's say, the Gestapo in, in, you know, uh, in Nazi Germany is another thing. Yeah. And so, you know, just really figuring out how complex human life is, how complex the systems we live in, cultures we live in. So I've had to un- unlearn some of the rigid ways of thinking, but at the same time, I'm still, I still own my Christianity. At this point, you know, Anthony raised the question, are you a Christian because you choose to be or because it was passed down to you? Previously, to an extent, it was passed down to me. Now, I choose to be, but, that, but it's not the end-all, be-all. Right. It's my starting. It's, it's my mm. point. Christianity mm. is my point of entry into the world. Right. Yeah. Um, of living as a full human person, you know, and connecting with people of all religions, all races, and transcending the boundaries that even Christianity still has. So, yeah. you know, I would push back on even in the language we use when we talk about, oh, you know, I, I you know, gay people are, are not going to hell or just because you fornicate, it's a sin, but it's all the same sin. I would say let's even challenge the idea that it is and always a sin. Right. Because that. That assumption is really where the problems come into play when people talk about love the sin or love the sin or hate the sin. You can't really do that. Yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? I, you know, when you think about what you unlearned, I don't think you ever, you know, you never unlearn anything because everything is stuck in your brain. You know, your brain is a very powerful uh, entity in its own. But I would say over time, and I think a lot of us in, you know, the black community, we kind of have to unlearn the same things because we do grow up in a very rigid uh, religious conservatism when, it, when we view things like sex, like, oh, abstinence is the only way, and if you're not abstinent, then God's going to hate you. Right. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if you're gay, God's going to hate you. Or if you listen to rap music and cussing, right. God's going to hate you. Or if you drink alcohol or smoke whatever, cigars or whatever, if you do things, if you go to a club and dance, God's going to, like, these are the very rigid right. things that were presented to me as a kid. I mean, the pastor will go up and say, oh, you're in the club, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no. I mean, I guess as an adult, and, you know, people can agree or disagree, but I feel like I'm a well-rounded guy, right? And and my intentions are very, I guess, good as far as what I want to accomplish on this earth. Now, I do understand, like, okay, you need to look to please the Lord, right? You can please, p- please God to a certain extent, but, like, what does that even mean? Do people even understand the book that they claim to follow? Like, that's why... If I go to a church, I want to go to a church where I'm intellectually stimulated, and it's not just you uh, preaching to me like this same stuff that I've heard since I was in Sunday school. Like, give me something that I could take a bite out of. So, like, I think we all can relate to that. But just, man, you know, I think over time, I don't know. I I think I've just had so many diverse experiences through the military, living in different areas of this country, where, like, I've just learned new things, and I've just become, I think, very – inquisitive on different cultures like i don't i've i've have learned to similar to what he said appreciate and actually i want to immerse myself in different cultures to learn how those people think why they think that way um because i think it makes us stronger because you know this country is some people will make you think it's one way you have to be one way to be american right but we're all american and no americans more american than another just because they put a flag out in their front lawn or they call themselves a patriot like we're all one America to, you know, and understanding the different cultures, like, I think it's important. And that's one thing that I have made an effort to learn, you know. That's the interesting thing that, that all three of y'all, and that in a way, all four of us have lifted up. And Chris, you started off talking about being intentional about, you know, when you, you're going into the workplace and you grew up in the hood where you're around people that are all like you. Mm-hmm. But then when you engage in the workplace and start experiencing people, you know, encountering other people of different faiths, of different religions, of different, you know, cultural experiences, it forces you, and it's that curiosity that you hold on to, it forces you to, to wonder, you know, what is it about this person that's different? How are we the same? And Chris, you said it too, man, and even for me, it's, you know, when you said it, it made me remember that part of the reason why I'm even so progressive theologically now is because of traveling to East Asia, Southeast Asia, and staying two weeks in a Buddhist, you know, where it's Buddhist monastery, and interacting with people of different cultures and understanding that these people have never heard of Jesus and who the hell am I to say, oh, they're going to hell. Right. Stuff like that. I totally agree. I totally agree. What I'm saying about God without saying it is extremely arrogant. But, you know, those experiences and just encountering other cultures here, there's really no way you cannot be changed by being open when you encounter somebody different. And I mean, ultimately, man, I think that's one of the, the central things that God wills and wishes for for us is to be fully human right in that sense i mean it's not to be the goal is not to be a christian or to be a muslim or to be a buddhist 
these are means to the goal of being a full human being, you mm -hmm. know? And so, man, I, I just, I love the fact that all of us have hit on the same kind of theme just in different ways. And yeah. I think more people that need to realize that, and man, get out of your own neighborhood and go go see what other people do. Cause yeah, it will man. change you. Yeah, just, yeah, that's why I try to tell when I go to like this for education, man, it's nothing, ride the dark butt. I mean, ride the dark rail. I mean, I remember growing up before the dark rail, like I had to ride the bus, man. The dark rail was one of the best things ever that yeah. come through the hood. Yeah. Cause now it connects Plano, Garland, North Dallas, Uptown, Carrollton, Addison. So there's no reason why you can't spend three dollars, you know what I'm saying, and just hop on the rail and just ride all day, sightsee, look around. You can go through down, you can go uptown, uh, West End. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can ride to the Parole Museum. I mean, there's so much out there, you know. And just going on the basis of uh, America, none of us know like ethnicity was like originally from America, right? right. Other than the natives. Right. And even they came over on the land bridge. Exactly, in the, the Barren Sea or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? So you <laughs> Irish, white, black, it, you know, European, Indian, it don't matter. You're, like, you're not originally from Americans, of America, rather. And so all of us are Americans. Yeah. We eventually got here some, by some means of ancestral heritage. Yeah, right. So everybody who didn't know, I went to the bathroom real quick before I, you know, and they were talking. <laughs> I heard, I come back in and I heard somebody talking about public transit. I've never ridden a bus in my life. Really? It's disgusting. Bro, it's look, when you're young and you ain't got no money, it's the best way to get around. Exactly. I rode the bus probably three times growing up. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I stopped is because I got lost. Like, I fell asleep on the that bus. That is a fear. And I ended up on the other side of town. I didn't know. I was like 14. I didn't know where, where I was. I was at? like, I'm sorry. I want to get around the town, but, yeah. I just always think about people, like, coughing on you. That old hobo who finally got three dollars and was go able ride to get on the train the in New York City. I will never ride where people are really right in your face. Yeah, I yeah. love the subway. I love the Marta in in Atlanta. Yeah, I, love, I mean that. Like you said, man, you meet some people that you would not normally meet. You know, my well, uh, TJ. TJ works in Fort Worth and rides the the, the TRE. Yeah, now, see, I've ridden that. That's a little bit different. That's right. fancy. But even yeah, that's a little that's bit fancy, fancy compared to. to but even to, he was yeah. he talks about the different kinds of the different race and different different yeah. ethnicities of people he meets, and and you're forced to be in that space. Yeah. So you engage people. You know, you're not just oh hey how you, you doing? You take these by. brothers out the country and they just get too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, I didn't ride him. I didn't. I've never ridden the bus. Kidding, like, I, I mean, I lived down the street the, from the school. The horse carriage back yeah. then. Yeah, Texas, Canada doesn't have a public uh, school. I mean, they don't have a need. They only got like right. five people. Right. Right. <laughs> and a shitload of food places. Horse and buggy. <laughs> yeah, that they do have. Um, you know, and when I was a kid, man, in Texas, Canada, you know, people always be like, "What do you do for fun? What did you, you asked me something last week? Like, what kind of music did I listen to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like Black Cowboy or something. <laughs> Black. <laughs> But I remember it was literally nothing to do. I remember skipping school, bro, and, like, we used to go hang out and smoke in a creek. A creek. A creek. Not like, with your knees in water? Yeah, most Well, it wasn't these. <laughs> I mean, like, like. a small pun. Oh. Okay. No. Singing but, hymns. Yeah. But, no. See, why everybody, why everybody correlate a, a country place with singing hymns? I mean, a lot of people did sing that. Yeah, no. That's what <laughs> I mean, people did sit out on the porch. Uh, I know one woman used to, we, you know, she used to get plums from our backyard and make, like, plum jelly. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, when I go back to Texas County, I don't go often, but when I do go, it's like, it is a sense of, like, relaxation and That's a breath cool. of fresh air. Yeah. So, I rarely go, but, like, when I really feel like the city is, like, just too much, I always go home. But I just came back and, you know, like I said, I had to take a leak and I came back and I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, man, we were just talking about, you know, expounding on the unlearning and more so of, I think, as opposed to unlearning, you kind of become, like you kind of touched on it at the beginning, 
you just start to become aggressively inquisitive on different cultures, different things. Mm-hmm. When you get exposed to them, you're like, you know, yeah. these you know these this Hispanics over here, like what? How how do they go about their business? Or Asians, or Jews, or yeah. you know, white people, or whoever. You just want to say, oh, let me learn more about, about this you. culture. Yeah. And that makes sense because one of the uh, I got an anonymous email because I asked a question online, and they uh, I don't know who it was. I was about to say a girl or a guy. I'm lying. Well. One anonymous said, I was raised by white people and I had to unlearn certain stigmas about black people, like being able to be comfortable in the presence of more blacks than whites. Mm-hmm. Um, another anon said, I don't take everything at face value. I need to verify my sources before I actually trust someone. That's They're the unlearning. That's so um, true. Another anonymous said uh, that using, I had to unlearn that using profane language doesn't mean that you don't have an extended vocabulary. That's, and that's the truth because I cuss a lot, but I think <laughs> but, I'm pretty but, damn intelligent. I grew up hearing that. <laughs> that you know, people who cuss, it's because they don't, they can't speak in another way. <clears throat> and I spent years not cussing because I was trying to be that, you know, I was yeah. trying to walk the. I used to talk, make up cuss words like mother, walk. motherfucker with a T, T <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, we, in college, we would, we would, uh, <laughs> punk ass bitch cha- with yeah, a D, we, bitch. We would change all of them like we weren't really still saying it. <laughs> yeah, and Bernie Mac Jr. over there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, man, I'll you, I'll cuss sometimes just to be funny, man. Because I mean, it, life. Is it just, makes you it, can't and cuss. it tells it. Bro, saying I'm a good fuck just makes the joke better. Oh, sometimes, sometimes it's how you feel. It's exactly how you feel. You can't. I'm offended. Sometimes those that using that language is the is the best vocabulary for that moment. And I cannot imagine Eddie Murphy not cussing. Let's just put it like that. It is what it is. Like people <laughs> would say, like, "Oh, Bill Cosby's funny because he's a straight comedian." It's like, but. Something about the joke being, you know, capped off with a good mother, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> this motherfucker. You know. And it's all straight. So somebody just hit me up on Twitter and they was like, uh, let them know that Texarkana has a public transit. Well, you know, last time I came, uh, they do. It's like a little <laughs> bus, but it looks like a retarded bus. It's a trolley. It looked literally. I thought maybe it would have been a horse. It, like it's Christmas a trolley with a horse in the front. Know. Yeah, that's what I thought. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> it's one of those trains where you and another guy got to go back and forth. It's like, <laughs> like a seesaw. Train, man. <laughs> like a silent movie. <laughs> radio, radio flyer wagon. Being drug by no, man, we're going to lay off Tex Arcana. Tex Arcana is... Got some good people from, but there, you know man. what? But Think about Texas County too. People don't understand. People yeah, don't a lot understand. of cattle, but but Texas County is like I was looking at something last year. I think it was, and they're number four on the worst city for crime in in Texas. Texas number four. I was like, damn, That's why really? Population so low. Yeah, they be out there moving around, man. It was a lot of killings when I was there, bro. Like, I mean, because it is, it's a lot of drugs that get filtered through Texarkana. Like, it comes, it's, it's oh, like okay. it comes from, um, what'll well, come like from Arkansas or wherever else, and it comes through Texarkana, and then they drive it up to Houston, then Houston goes to like uh, El Paso, and then El Paso to business out there. They're going, they're like, he just gave us the route, yeah, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you know, hey, <laughs> the ATF is on it. Yeah, eagle eye is aware. <laughs> so, but I mean, you know, it, but well, you know, if you got enough money. You can just pay off the border patrol and you're all good regardless, you're all good. which is what's actually going on right yes, now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, no but, you know, we're going to take a quick break. Again, you're listening to The Reality Is, where Filter Becomes Extinct here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Also, again, guys, if you have any questions or calls, hit us up at 214-431-5062. Again, that's 214-431-5062. We're, we're doing introductions in the studios and saying goodbyes. She I don't know who happy. played that about that bass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. We'll see you later, man. So, uh, yeah, we're back. Sorry about that, about that bass. I don't know who that was, but, you know, we do play that kind of music, but that's not what needed to be played at that point in time. 
So we're going to talk about pros and cons of being unemployed. And before we get started, we have the beautiful Michelle back in the house. We appreciate you for coming back. Hey, guys. What's happening? So what did did you tell us about what you did earlier today? You did something. Uh, So uh, the Urban League Young Professionals, we threw a STEAM conference for uh, the children of Dallas Independent School District. Yeah. Um, so we had a couple of um, young professionals come out and present to our kids. Christian was one. Chris. He was one of the kids? <laughs> yeah, he doubled. <laughs> <laughs> he doubled. <laughs> uh, big ass teddy bear. So funny. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so was Chris Lewis. So uh, both of those gentlemen were up in the place. Okay. I think Christian's And STEAM, like, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art. In math. math, it has that little yeah. art thing. So they got the art. All right, yeah. being an art-minded person, I'm glad they put that in there. So one of my things I wanted to talk about, like today, pros and cons of being unemployed. Um, a lot of people, you know, they fret when they're unemployed. Um, I, I came up with this because I've been unemployed quite a bit the last six years. I, I the, the cycle normally goes two years on, two years off. Um, I worked at Fidelity uh, Investments for two years, and of course, when the market got bad in like '07. Uh, they did a major layoff, and I was laid off for like two years. And then I got on at uh, Nissan Motor Acceptance as a uh, financial for vehicles on the back end. I got laid off for that because everybody knows GM got bailed out and a lot of those companies. So I was laid off again. So then I went to City Mortgage, and I was a financial um, um, bankruptcy and um, agent there. And, of course, we everybody knows the, the realty market went to shit, and I was laid off again. So I was like, you know, I need to do something to, you know, prevent this from happening if I can. And I started going back to school and I went full time. And thank God I graduate hopefully this year, maybe at the, uh, maybe next year. But the point is, I made something of it. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things, some of the things I like on being unemployed, like I didn't have to wake up and punch the clock like to wake up. People complain about, oh, I want to go get money. But like, bro, to wake up and not have to punch a clock every day. It was perfect for me. Um, it gave me time to kind of think about what I wanted to do next, you know, breathe a breath of fresh air, go out. You know, I know it was like when I was doing it, I kind of discovered photography and I started doing photography and yeah. I started finding a passion for radio and like I'm doing now. And it's like people literally would look at my Instagram and stuff because that shit can be deceiving. And it's like, man, you're just living it up. And I'm like, Dang, I got two dollars, two dollars, a hot dog and maybe some fries. Mm. But I enjoyed doing what I was doing, bro. And. To be able to do that, man, catch up on my personal time, read. Um, I was telling me and Gary were just talking about poetry, man, and it's like I was able to write poetry and find a new passion for that. And literally, my levels got high on poetry. Like I literally went from writing like big red hat, blue dog, cat rhyming stuff <laughs> to like literally. <laughs> I was telling him, you know, I started reading Saul Williams, and I was like, man, poetry doesn't have to rhyme. And I started finding things about you know out about myself. So just newfound ideas, and I think it's. Unemployment gets a bad rap. Of course, everybody needs money to survive. But I literally found so much time to myself. You know, um, you know, you kind. I mean, unless you just like got a golden mouthpiece. I mean, sex is hard to come by when you're unemployed. You can't approach a girl and be like, "Hey, I ain't. Uh, I don't have any change You'd in my pocket." You'd be surprised out here. What well, I did get surprised. I did get surprised. That's where I was going, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's didn't you not hear the part where I said a golden mouthpiece? Oh, well. somebody like the pastor say, "Did you catch that? Watch this." <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm saying. <laughs> did you catch that? So, so you were talking to draws. Oh uh, man, hey, you were, hey, you were the panty whisperer. What is your approach? Is that what? That's you what the approach is. <laughs> I remember approaching a girl one time, and she was at you know getting off subject, but hey, the reality is it happens. It was four girls sitting at a table, and I was like, okay, I want to talk to this one particular girl. 
And a lot of guys were like, man, you know, I'm just going to go right over there. And you're a woman. So I was like, my thought process, and I was hanging out with some girls, and I was like, well, I don't want to approach her at the table, and it's only her that I'm focused on because the other girls may feel like, you know, hey, how, how dare you? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to go. So I waited, and I timed it, and I paid the bill, and she was leaving. And, you know, I saw her walking to the car, and I was like, excuse me. And she, you know, she, she kind of looked over her shoulder, but she wasn't sure because that ass, I know she knows somebody probably been calling on her a couple times. So I said, excuse me, Miss Lady. And she turned around, she's like, me. I was like, yeah, you. I was like, you know, I don't mean to offend you. I was like, I saw you inside with your friends. I didn't want to disrespect you, but you're beautiful. You're very attractive. And um, I have two questions to ask you. And I was like, do you have time? I'm not selling anything. She's like, yeah. I was like, well, first off, are you married? And do you have a boyfriend? And she was like, no and no. Well, I felt like I had an end at that point because if she did, she would have said yes. Or if she didn't want to talk to me, she could have easily said, I'm married or I have a boyfriend. So, you know, the rest is history. I'll let you, you know. Let that Don't little look thing at me like that, right? man. He said, I'll let <laughs> you. Because Chris always be the one giving me a hard time. So, you know, I had to look at him and just, you know. I don't give you a hard time. Look, I will be the first to say, you, obviously, if you're a poet, you know how to you put use words, words together, you know. And, I mean, I'll be the first to say, I, I've seen, <clears throat> I guess, some, the of game. The, some of the game. Yeah, yeah not but, so much trying to pick girls up. but yeah. The game is just a penny with a hole in it. That's what I call that game. When you have no money and you're unemployed, it's a penny with a hole in it. <laughs> It's still by Young and is hopeless. I don't know if you I know that song. Know what that you don't means. know that song? A penny with a hole in it? Yeah. I've heard a penny. Yeah. Come on, Chris, man. T- penny loafers? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just, I mean, it goes back to like how we always talk about the approach, you know, and we always talk about how social media kind of, it kind of disables people on, you know, people on how to speak to each other. But you were about to say something, Michelle. I was going to say that, so there's a difference between being unemployed and lazy and uh, unemployed and active. And that's what I've heard from And women. you weren't unemployed and lazy. No, because, I was still grinding. You know, that's not what it sounds like. Yeah. So I can respect a man who's in transition, who's, you know, actually active, but I can't really get with the dude who's at home just chilling doing nothing you playing xbox from nine to six as leah uh-huh. said in off your, in there jacking his in dick draws and socks <laughs> Seriously. niggas wear drawers and socks all day jacking his dick <laughs> your house smell like burnt hot dogs and you yeah you know i've taught you all so, these so different the, words so there's a difference i think you know when you're when you're talking about brothers that are unemployed yeah, yeah. i think and it is because i mean i've even had situations where i literally I, i've literally approached a girl and i've told him everything and like you said, I guess they see something and they'll be like, oh, well, you know, like you said, you're not just a dog just on the street doing anything like you're you're going to school. You know, you're looking for work. You do still have a place. You do still have a job, so on and so forth. Like it's been situations where, like I told Christian, I've been unemployed and I've been at, I've had to relocate back to my parents house. Mm-hmm. And I've been like, hey, I'm going to be 100 with you. Yeah. I'm on the couch just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm grinding. Got my own car. I'm working, whatever else. Anybody who knows me, I'm 100% honest. Yeah. That's just, I don't really know how to sugarcoat stuff, mm-hmm. but I always let people know also, too, if you give me that opportunity, it is a benefit. You know, and I think that's another thing, like we always talk about is confidence. How confident are you in the presentation of yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I first saw this topic today, I was like, what is the pro of being unemployed? I just don't understand. Yeah. But then I sat down and thought about it. I was like, well, unemployed, that can mean a lot of things, a lot of right? Things, like, yeah. right. are you unemployed? That just means you don't work for a company. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Um, maybe you're in school, kind of like both of you guys. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, you're you're researching. But, uh, you know, what is it? What are you Like you said earlier, are you just sitting on the couch, mom's house, doing nothing? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what does that even mean, being unemployed? <laughs> I really, for in my opinion, like, for for Christian Evans, 
I, if I was to be unemployed, it would have to be because I was starting something of my own. Yeah. Because I could, I mean, one, I mean, I got a mortgage and I got, you know, I, I got, you got bills a kid. to pay. You got a dog. And I, yeah, I, have, a, I have my child, my dog child. <laughs> He's very needy. Um, anyway, but, man, I actually have the utmost respect for somebody that's willing to unplug, right? Because you said go out and punch the clock. If you're, if you're ready to unplug and totally say goodbye to corporate America and really get out there and grind and do your own thing, find alternative ways to generate income. A lot of respect for that. And honestly, I, like you said, it unlocks your creativity like it nothing does. else. You have right. the time to read books, to get, I, I mean, reading, honestly, I've never unlocked my creativity than when I read. And, you know, it could be something as simple as like a fantasy book, but you're like listening to this, you're like, oh, my gosh, I think about a whole other subject in a different way now. Mm -hmm. Or you're sitting there writing and yeah. your mind open up. So I, I have a lot of respect for people that can do that and then find alternative things to do to generate funds. So right. I think there's a, lot of, there's a lot of pros to being, quote, unquote, unemployed. What you, I mean, um, I know me and Gary was talking about it, too. Like, what, what's your take on the pros? And, of course, I think we already know the cons, which is why we're not. I mean, you don't have any money. Uh, you, you, I mean, you might go to a life of crime, depending on how long it is. And, you know. I mean, I, I've been on the other side. I mean, before I moved to Texas, I mean, more to Dallas. I'm not going to lie. You know, I sold a little marijuana to make it. You got to eat. I didn't want to sell crack because crack can change people's lives. You know, you have lives. the right to remain silent just in case the Miranda yeah, rights are being. No, I'm just kidding. This is 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, they want to Oh, come. yeah, the statute of limitations Yeah, it's up. done. Yeah, so I, I can say it. And then yeah. I think it's good to say it sometimes because not to be That's funny, real. people feel like that's their only out you know and that's their that's only go-to and it's like yeah i sold marijuana before not to be funny that's why i was able to tell you that route from texacana to wherever yeah. because people do that but it's like that's not a life that i really wanted to live and you know i was dating a girl at the time that like she literally told me you got to give up that life if you're gonna talk to me i find it interesting because you say that and you think about jay-z i mean he was selling everything and then now he is at the inauguration with the president of the united states and nobody even thinks about you know, oh, Jay-Z was a drug dealer and actually mm -hmm. murdered somebody at one point, mm -hmm. you know, so. Right. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, the, 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 the cons of being unemployed goes without saying, I think, you know. One of the but pros, too, you have a lot of time to masturbate. Well, I mean, that can only go so long before you start hurting yourself, to be honest with you. <laughs> 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 I mean, always got to bring masturbation. The, the, great, the grade of lotion can only be so good before you start, you know, rubbing it raw to a certain point. Well, that's when you go with oil. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, bro. Look, you can get greased see, lightning, I, See bro. how you, you slow down, though? You, you can slow get, down when I said it. Yeah, I, said, I, I had to what, think what, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never thought about oil. Mix, oh, African beauty oil. The stuff they put in there. Oh, this boy. Yeah. Well, let me go look You can look do that. it and your penis well, let smells me, good at well, the same time. let me go to Sally's when we're done here. But I'm just saying it's only so much you could take for, you know, everything starts hurting a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, that's that's possible. So another thing we wanted to talk about was how has black culture benefited from social media and I wanted Gary to address this one because he, he talked about it a couple weeks ago but uh, some of the things I had on here for us the points was more self-made opportunities um, our voice can be heard and we can be seen um, we don't have to be um, we're able to uh, put our own selves onto things in self-promotion Yeah, I, I would say you know just taking for example the all of the instances of, of cops and the interactions yeah. between police and black men and women and just other kinds of things like that that we know have been going on since forever um, but have never been getting the press. And so now there's, you know, big corporate media companies have no 
control. Choice, yeah. But to run these things because it's going viral via the internet. So you know, with with videos being posted on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, I think it it it, it really kind of gives voice to people who have previously been voiceless. That's true. Uh, internet voice, if whatever. And uh, I mean, you can't stop people from looking at it, from liking it, from resharing it. And so I definitely think that that's one avenue that has been very beneficial for not just black culture but other marginalized cultures in general in this country that have not been getting the attention that we need to be getting. Um, so, yeah, I think social media has been effective in that regard. I think it's like we were saying, like more self-made opportunities. A lot of people have gotten rich off social media, you know, and it's one of those things to where not to be funny. How many faces did you see on black tele? I mean, on television like 10 years ago that had color? Now you have people like Issa Rae who have created web series and things of that nature Black where HBO. TV. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Black and Sexy TV. Who? Black and Sexy TV. Uh-uh. I'm not the only one who watches. Uh, uh, well, I may have to look at that. Yeah, what man, is that? It's, uh, that it's sounds, a web channel. On, uh, Black and Sexy TV? Is that like, okay. Is it Black on Black Sex? <laughs> It has nothing to do with pornography. You know what we're, then you we're <laughs> very <laughs> immature. But did you so. didn't you say black and sexy TV? Black and sexy. Sexy TV. Everything uh, that's sexy don't have to be sex. sex. Yeah, that's a question. So give us a, give like kind of tell us about it. Give us a little so, quick I mean, rundown. It's a, it's a it's a channel that has different episodes or different um, series, I guess, yeah. Yeah. of just episodes that people make so yeah. there's one called roomy lover friends which is very sexy very sounds yeah, like some sex sexual. to me roomy lover uh, friend i've heard the r kelly song homie lover friend and Rumi. it sounds like it's a play on those words so i know yeah. what that song is yeah. about there's a there's one episode called the number which is really cool a couple gets engaged and they decide to share how many partners that they've had sex with that, they've had sex that with, could be dangerous which it follows that path because yeah. he had only had sex with her and they never share what oh, her number is, yeah. but oh. apparently it blew up his spot. But that's the crazy part, too, because men always trip out when a woman says their numbers. But guys, yeah. I've had, I mean, I dated one girl. I had. I mean, she asked me and I asked her. And I, I, I mean, I think you know. boys trip out. Yeah, I think boys. Men, yeah. Certain, to a certain extent, you can, a man can appreciate a woman who has some kind of experience. I know I don't. I mean, I, I just don't judge because I, I can't. <laughs> yeah, I can't judge either. You know what I'm saying? But I don't want a virgin either. I, I mean, so I'm saying, like, why, why if I had to that, choose, is that important? Like, why do you really whether she is a virgin? Yeah, like, why does it matter? No, not not that she's a virgin. Oh, I think okay. That matters. I, I, that, I think you the number. Does the number, like, does the number matter? That's what I'm saying. I think it, you, people who make a big deal out of there's some there's something going on with them, and they're insecure. As long as you don't have AIDS or H like any kind of you know disease, they could cure, bro. They could cure everything. So I mean, well, you know, unless she her name is Magina Johnson, I'm not. That's what I'm saying, though. If you know, they can. You know, she better have bread. Who have, who have slept with two people and have, and got, have exactly. that diet. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you, bro. Like it's nine. all about insecurity when it comes to. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you. <laughs> and, and, but I understand to a certain extent. It's like some things you just. Uh, it's inherent, and you just want to share that. But yeah. I mean, in 2015, what is the re? Long the reality yeah. is, yeah. long as it's still tight. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> beep, 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 pop. I don't believe that. Uh, that's a getting up on a whole other topic. I want to yeah. talk. Well, go ahead. Social media. Let me get. Let me get. Let me. Oh, yeah, let me do bad. how I feel about. Appreciate it. Go ahead. Social media, because when, me, me, we when we were at the event earlier today, I was talking about. You know, I was like, well, these are the topics, and I think honestly, it's a net negative for what social media has done for Black culture and just culture in general for everybody i think it's made us a dumber society yeah like think about 200 years ago when there was no media how much smarter people were because they actually had to sit down and read for entertainment now you could just turn on 
bravo and watch other people's lives and that is literally you're actually not i mean it's you're getting dumber every time you watch i but think a reality media tv show but here's the thing it's the internet it's social media too because then those people are are, are like we were talking about earlier uh, instagram model yeah now you spend how long on instagram yeah. just flipping through i mean and I'll, i i'm 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 a victim. I just go through. I'm looking at Instagram. I'm like, oh, look at this picture. Ha, ha, ha. This is funny. Ratchet people meet. Oh, my gosh. Everybody's a comedian now. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. it, I do think the benefits are awesome. Like, yeah. yes, we have gotten to surpass the media that's yeah. controlled by just a few people. And we're able to take matters into our own hands when it comes to injustices. But when kids are 12 years old and they're on social media as opposed to doing homework, yeah. You know, and yeah. it all depends on how you use it. Like if it's hard to monitor. If you're following the right things on Twitter, you can get a lot of information. Correct. But you're not doing that. You're right. following it's foolishness, a lot of garbage, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, no, you make a good point, Chris, because I, I think you know the good. The good definitely comes with the bad. Because I, mean, I even think about World Star, the World Star culture that. You know, oh man, that show. We that kids mean. are recording everything that's happening. Everything. Which in some instances, it's revealing some things that need to be revealed. Correct. But in more than not instances somebody's getting the hell beat out of right and that's the thing recording it and putting it on world star yeah it it goes literally things that people didn't necessarily know about what was going on in our culture now there's no secrets about the the freaking foolishness and buffoonery assumed it was going on they said i'm just saying it's like we were it just and a a lot of races are doing a lot of the things that black people are putting out but sometimes i mean it's still like we're like you said it's just magnified with us and they're putting out so much so and much, like you bro. said and it's not in public like i would think i was watching some on world it was on somebody's it was on my facebook feed and i think it was a world star where the guy it was two kids and one of the guys walked up and slapped this other guy's girl on the ass and the dude like was like hey bro you hey homie you tripping but he didn't even know he had a homeboy and you saw him in a picture with his hands behind his back but he walked up and punched the dude who was trying to take off for his girl and it started wow. fighting i'm like that's ridiculous what? man yeah. Like I was like, these young dudes is wild in these but, days. But look, yeah. now they got a million views, and now they're like, oh, I could be famous. Yeah, exactly. because they don't care. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Man. And then even uh, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Uh, like the stupid thing. You remember when people were lighting themselves on fire in yeah. the shower? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy that was viral, bro. Stupid. This is yeah. the what I'm. Yeah. That's why I say I think it's a net zero yeah. because without social media, like nobody's gonna. You don't. You don't have the platform to get a million people to see you. Right. Yeah. Right. How yeah. do you think it affects relationships? And the reason I asked is at the STEM conference that's today. A question. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's newlywed. Yeah. And he said that you know I was just asking him you know hey how's marriage life and he said he was just talking about different things but one of the things that he brought up was um sometimes him and his wife have conversations about are you posting this because you want other people to see this you know fake one-sided view of who we are or are you posting this because you're excited about it you know it's a um recognition of our love like what is the purpose of you posting this do you want all of your you know aka sisters to think you know oh Mm -hmm. we have this perfect life and Mm -hmm. everything is great and we're going on this vacation and doing this and you're only showing them one side of right. a very, you know what I'm right. saying, a real right. situation. So how do you guys think it affects? I think I think it um, it goes back to kind of what Chris and you said. Uh, it depends on how you use it, because I think it can be very destructive mm-hmm. um, if used that way. I mean, if if people in general are losing the ability to interact with somebody else in intimate ways yeah. because we're so used to just going and scrolling and things like that then it not only can affect the relationship in terms of in intimacy and interaction but it just it just dumbs this stunts our ability to engage with human beings but i think sometimes it can be 
I'm not gonna say it can add to a relationship necessarily, but it can it can not be as destructive. I think if 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 people aren't de- so dependent on it or aren't using it to kind of perform this reality in public that's not you know reality in private. What do you think, Anthony? <clears throat> as far as relationships go, mm-hmm. hmm, I think it sets a false expectation. And the reason I say that is I heard somebody talking about and I know you know I know every time I'm talking it's about porn and nastiness but it's the reality though I mean, you nasty but I'm nasty <laughs> too but yeah exactly <laughs> but they were talking about basically like how social media gives you kind of access to a falsehood of what you're looking for or what you actually have so let's just take Tumblr you know if you go on Tumblr or like you say Instagram and you look at all these girls like if you're watching it or you're looking at that stuff consistently you do start kind of searching or looking for that in different girls or even your own mate when that may, they may not even be that person because everybody's different but everything that you see on social media it's all about the ass the titties the nakedness and the girl you date may not be any of that does it make her less than what she is no it doesn't but i think it can kind of build this misconception of what women are supposed to be or what men are supposed to be um and and i say the porn thing because it's just like you know when people who watch pornography like a lot of dudes are looking for that in a base in an everyday woman and you're not really going to find it mm-hmm. that's for anniversaries and birthdays and things like that but yeah. it's just not realistic you know so i think it just sets a i, I think it can you know it can be deceiving and, and set a false expectation on relationships if you you know depending on how how much attention you pay to it i think well, i would say I, it's media in general too cuz even before facebook and twitter and and Instagram, you had images of beauty that was being fed to us to, you know, of white skinny women. Yeah. I mean, so our desires have already been shaped by media, but I think so. And we don't even know. Well, I I think like the guys, I mean, you can appreciate a beautiful woman. I think women appreciate beautiful women even more than maybe a good looking guy. Just because a woman is, there's so much more to, you know, to what the makeup of a woman physically. And honestly, yeah, I mean, you might want to go through, I think one thing that could, you could see everything somebody else likes. So if you're in a relationship and they see your like count high on somebody else's, uh, you know, post or whatever. That, but I, heard I know, but I'm yeah. saying if yeah. you're, you have some very inquisitive people out there <laughs> yeah. and it could get, you know, females get you in trouble. Part, yeah. yeah females. Nice. <laughs> people are like, Oh, you like that? You like, oh, is that's what you want? Yeah, anyway, <laughs> I was like, man, if I ever seen a girl trying to be a IG model, I would never date her. Just because of the who I am and what like I think is substance, if you think that's the way to, you know, make yourself, yeah. I, I I don't think you know, I, I want that. Yeah. Now I'll look at it and Some appreciate. Ass. Well, I'll, I'll appreciate. Said, it. Uh, well, <laughs> well, Christian, well, do that little, well, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, not that you necessarily want to, you know, lay with me, and I don't necessarily want to <laughs> lay with you, but I can appreciate the beauty. Yeah. But it's not like I mean, I just feel like there's there should be more than just you trying to get. Yeah. Anyway, but. As far as like displaying your relationship on IG, I don't know. I like the way Gary and his wife use IG. Like they don't put this facade up because like I think I know them well enough to know yeah. their relationship. Like they have their own like separate things that they do that Everybody they highlight. And then you know if they're out enjoying like l- genuinely enjoying a night out, mm-hmm. they'll take a picture together. Or they'll they'll take a recording of the jazz place they're at. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's not about Oh, I'm going to show this and I want to outdo this person because, you know, I got this going on. So I just think, honestly, it's all like all this social media stuff is right in line with your maturity level. Like, what is your maturity level? Mm -hmm. If you're not a mature person, then, yeah, you're probably going to watch reality TV all day. 
and you're going to try to live the lifestyle that you see on reality TV. And, you know, the quickest way to do that is you have some scandalous Instagram pics and people give you a lot of likes and you post pics of this nice purse you might have just got or whatever. And I'm like, you know, Instagram's cool and I, I enjoy it, but, you know, you could tell a lot about a person by what they display right. out there. And it's like, from a relationship standpoint, you could tell what's real and what's not. Of course, yeah. So what do you think about this? I got a text earlier this week and somebody was talking to me about how, um, I think it was Kendrick Lamar and his girl, but it's not just about her, but it was coming. She, she's light skinned and she was making comments about dark skinned women and saying, you know, if a guy doesn't like you, you can't be mad at him because you're ugly or dark skinned or whatever. She said that? Yeah. And I think it's a lot of things that's going on about a lot of self hate amongst the black community still. And, uh, it was a, it was a meme and it was a streak of memes where it was like people, I can't find it on my phone, but people were like, oh, you know, black girls be getting dark skinned girls be getting mad because dudes be talking to light skinned girls. And at the end of the meme, it was like light skinned girls vaginas look like this and they had like a, a strawberry cut in half and it was like a strawberry mm -hmm. and then it was like dark skinned girls and it was like roast beef and it's like for a joke but it's like it is literally like I didn't even laugh because I was like it's literally true self hate yeah. but the funny thing about it is when you looked at the pictures on the memes like it was Twitter and retweet it was like dark skinned guys and a lot of light skinned guys but a lot of dark skinned guys and it was just like Dude, Joe, you, your mom's dark skin. Mom's dark You're dark skin. Yeah, yeah. Even that, with man. the light skin dudes, I'm like, somebody was black that made you. Yeah. And that's how you're acting. It's, and it's like, but I, I sit up here and we talk about it, but I'm like, I was thinking, I was like, what is the solution to solve it? And yeah. it's like, you can put something out there or try to put something better out there, but we all know if we put something to oppose that it's not going to get as much traction as mm -hmm. this guy. Bro, if somebody's posting that, I don't even want to be their friend, bro, to yeah. be honest with you. If you're posting that, that's just ridiculous, and that's immature, and that's stupid. Yeah. Like, that pisses me. Honestly, I get upset yeah. hearing that. But it's a lot of black women who already feel like they're, like, they don't have a chance. And it's like, that's what I'm saying. like if, you're if a we're black turning man, our back on them, like, it's crazy, yeah, that's man. crazy. If you're a black man and you're posting that, bro, I got no respect. So we had a conversation in the Urban League. Uh, I told Anthony this, that we have a group me of all the executive board members and we talked about random things and one of the things that was brought up was a lot of times it feels it feel as it feels as though as black women we're always there when it comes to an issue that's affecting a black man you know what i'm saying we're at the front of the lines um you know but when it comes to issues that are affecting black women a lot of the times we're not seeing brothers stand up you'll you know see brothers saying? be on the other side with everybody exactly else. and so one of the, the questions that our past president brought up is that black women we really don't have a movement because we're not really part of the women's movement yeah. because when you think about you know like the women's liberation movement images in your head are white women it's yeah. not black women yeah. Yeah. and when you think of the civil rights movement you think of yeah. Malcolm Martin you know what I'm saying like exactly. you don't necessarily think of black women and so we don't necessarily have a movement and not only do, do we not have a movement but we don't even have the support of our men yeah. right. so it can feel just ostracizing at times right. one movement well, that I've seen recently is the natural hair movement and, is that uh, a movement? I mean, I think it's a movement. I mean, it's coming out aggressive. And uh, <laughs> But it's hair. You see what I'm saying? That like, was more of a you joke. You know what? And, oh. and it is hair. And I know you, you was joking. It I was listening hair. to your wait for something. I it didn't know what was hair, going but on. I'm going to tell you why I do appreciate it. I want to know if I, if I call it a movement. But why I do appreciate it is because it's challenging this kind of, this well, this dominant culture that assumes white women and white Flowing hair, yeah, is the image of beauty, and I'm I'm seeing a lot of a lot more black women embracing you know the natural, the natural look, and it's almost becoming it's good and bad because it's becoming popularized in in in, in culture and in media. So I say natural hair is the new weave. 
it's fetishized, which is a problem when the you know, way the way white people. <laughs> but what he's saying, it's it's man, I mean, everybody's it's it's. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you said. Right, right. I, mean, I like some it. white girls that are trying to do something with their hair that make makes it curly, it kind of or yeah, poofy that way. So yeah. I mean, it's it's fetishized. Child, please. Messed up, but it's also it's it's beneficial because it's challenging. But there is the womanism movement, which. Yeah. Came out of uh, the the inequalities within the civil rights movement, the racism and the feminist movement, um, but it's still pretty. It's a smaller guild, and it's usually in theological circles. But yeah. there are womanists, there are black feminists, and uh, I think we need to become more aware of these because there are there are. It's like it's almost like they're hidden womanists or hidden black feminists around that don't have the support, like you said, of black men or other black women to recognize the, you know, the kinds of things that they're trying to do. You know, Alice Walker is the one who started the kind of yeah. womanist. So, so I made the statement, the natural hair movement, it was kind of tongue-in-cheek. But to a certain extent, I think what I meant to, I guess the point I was making is black women are starting to love themselves, I think, to a point that might not have been the case back when, you know, uh, what's-her-name created the perm, right? And mm -hmm. black women were able to straighten their hair. Or, you know, when weaves became prevalent, and, you know, we're trying to be something that we're not necessarily, you know, we're trying to be a certain level of beauty. And I think, you know, even with the black girls rock, I think that's somewhat of a movement. I mean, they have a whole, like, I don't know, sh uh, organization mm -hmm. centered around mm -hmm. highlighting the great contributions that black women make. So, uh, you know, historically, when you think about the different movements, it might not be like one that's necessarily black women, but I do think in the last four or five years, you've seen like black women take the conversation on their own. Mm -hmm. And even I think that's another good thing about social media is that you're able to follow these different, oh, natural hair uh, Instagram pages or natural, you know, this is actually natural beauty. Right. And this is what people are paying to look like. Right. Like this is what what people are paying for whether it be tanning, whether it be injections in their butter lips, it's a black woman. And I think right. Right. that is some power. There's some power right. to that, whether it's an overt, in-your-face, you know, front-of-the-lines movement like the civil rights or women, feminist movement. I think there's some power to what you see in, like, black women having these leading roles in shows and then making them beautiful and desirable in those shows. I think there's something to be said about that. I, I think there's power in it, but I also think that let's not take away from the fact that a lot of the times it's black women who are still leading the charge to bring black women to the front. Right. You, know, you see I what I'm saying? So okay, like, in the context absolutely. that you were saying, it's exactly. not necessarily black men. It's not there's not a, yeah, because, it, I mean, that was the context that Anthony brought up. Okay. You know, and so yeah, it's just, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, we, you know, the, the women in my circle, we support one another, you know, we uphold one another. But even when we have, like, these conversations, um, if there's a situation that's happening, you know, with one of our brothers, we're there. Right. You know what I'm saying? We show up. But if when the tables turn, it's, oh, well, this probably happened to you because of this. Right. Or, you know what I'm saying? Um, we, had a, we were having a conversation about um, women, like, why are women not being, uh, you know, starting their own businesses more and, and are men more aggressive when it comes career-wise than women are? And one of the guys said, well, yeah, well, but women can't have it both. You can't have a family and, and, and start a career. And so my response to that was, well, can a man have it, have both then? Because what you're, when you say that, you exclude the role of the father for, and you excuse the role of the father yeah. from the family. Yeah. So you're basically saying that, okay, it's okay for the father to be absent while he pursues a career. But, and I told him that when you do that, the reason why that doesn't work is because the woman then has to fill the gaps the father is 
you know what I'm saying, yeah. creating because he's not in the home. Yeah. But if you are balancing your home life and you're balancing your career life, then both people can have careers. Yeah, I've been there. I'd have jumped on his ass about them. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's ridiculous. I mean, that's but so 1950s. That's, so much of our culture and our society is built on those essentialisms that assume women are to do one thing and, and men to do the yeah. other thing. And it's, it's a problem yeah. because it limits the humanity of both. <laughs> I agree. Um, again, you're listening to The Reality Is, where filter becomes extinct. We do appreciate you guys for listening in. Again, give us a call, man, 214-431-5062. I'm looking at Twitter and, and, and my text, and I don't know what it is about Michelle, bro. People just be like, oh, I want to hear I want to hear her talk about this. Oh. I want to talk about that. And I'm like, what the hell? Like somebody just said it was Brown like skin. they wanted her to address, I don't know, who what, who is the Rakia boys? Or Am I saying that right? Do you know what that is? I don't know who that is. Uh, uh, whoever you are out there, tell us what you are what talking you about. Rick, it's it's R E K I A Rakia Boyd. Yes. Rakia Boyd. You know who that is? Rakia Boyd. It, I don't. Who was the name of the person who just got an attorney general for the black woman? What's oh, her name? Um, Loretta Lynch. Oh, well, that ain't yeah. it. But I did want to give a shout out to Loretta Lynch. Oh, Lolo. Yeah. You know Boy. what I'm saying? Congrats yeah. on that, man. Yeah. Yeah. Black oh, women, man. like, I mean, I, I've always said, bro, like, we ain't shit without women, bro. I'm telling you, and I don't what? get how you could not want a strong, I mean, yeah, something about Michelle Obama women. or Loretta Lynch. Ooh, or, Michelle oh, Obama, Obama. Look, I would not I, say anything. I, I appreciate <laughs> Michelle's point because the Michelle. civil rights movement was made by black women. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah. There were people who were the face of it, but, they, I mean, the strength of it came from people working together in solidarity. It came from allies, also yeah. white people that participated. Of course, sure. of course. So we can't expect black women's issues to be taken seriously if we as black as men, men or as other folks don't get on board and, and be allies in that struggle. Yeah, that's true. All right, yo guys, give us a call, man, here at The Reality Is, 214-431-5062. Hit us up on Twitter. Make sure you're reaching out to us. We want to hear from I still love pills and potions and Nicki Minaj. You're absolutely gorgeous if you ever got an opportunity to listen to this. So we were talking about Rakia Boy before the break, and um, I got a I got a message. We got a message here on The Reality Is, and they were just saying basically Rakia was killed by the cops accidentally and less than 50 people showed up to march for her versus the thousand that showed up for black men killed by the cops. To point out, uh, to point her out about to point it out about black men or people not showing up for black women, but we always show up for the black man. The cop was exonerated Tuesday, and I think no one knowing who she is is the perfect example. But I'm um, I'm sure everyone knows about Mike Brown. Those parallels are damaging to the community because the woman is the foundation. Women are the foundation. Um, we do appreciate you reaching out to us here at the Reality Is, and we do appreciate your opinion. We also have a call on the line who called in during the break. You got it, Gary? Yeah. Who do we have on the line? Melissa. Melissa, okay. Melissa, do you want to weigh in on that topic for us? Yes, I just wanted to hear your point of view, um, more of a man perspective on that, why black women are not getting support from their black brothers or men, from their men. One of the things I would say, and this is Gary. Yes, why do they look down on the black women and uphold the white women or interracial or, or other ethnicities? Right, right. Um, Part of it, I think part of it, and there's an intersection of issues, I would say, but I think one of those issues has to do with media and the ways that we as black men, and I say we because I'm putting myself in that category, not as one who doesn't support and love black women, but just the reality is a lot of black men 
have unfortunately eaten up and digested the kind of the dominant cultural image of beauty and and the image uh, that have been fed to us. I mean, this culture is one that that normalizes the white experience, uh, particularly the white male experience, but also the white female experience. And so when you have somebody that is marginalized on the basis of race, on the basis of sex, on gender, um, unfortunately they find themselves, black women particularly, find themselves at the end. I mean, one of the things Michelle was saying earlier was that black women were excluded on the basis of race from the feminist movement. So when women were getting these rights, when women's suffrage, people always forget about this, women's suffrage came whenever it came um, but there were still Jim Crow laws when women, quote unquote, got these rights. So while white women got these rights, black women still did not have them. Um, but then you have okay. the civil rights movement where you have, quote unquote, advances coming on the basis of race. But it was primarily a black male movement that we benefited from, whereas black women were still excluded, even though they were involved in the movement. And so when I say an intersection of issues, I say on the race, on the basis of race, class usually as well. Um, and gender, black women have been at the at the quote of the at the bottom of the quote unquote totem pole, and unfortunately, a lot of black <coughs> men have failed to realize the ways that that has happened and have bought into the rhetoric of dominant culture. I, I would even go deeper into that conversation um, and say historically, even you go back when we first got here, right? You took a family out of Africa, you took That's them true. across the Atlantic Ocean. You took them into these environments, and then you see these women that are getting raped, killed. And if you stood up for her as a man, they're going to do you so bad. They're going to quarter you. They're going to rip you apart. They're going to, you know, tar and feather you. So you just, at a certain point, you have to say, well, I have to sit here and watch my wife get raped. Right. If I can even marry her because she'll get sold off. Right. So I think, like, historically, it's maybe ingrained in us that, I mean, we don't actually have any... I mean, we have, I don't know, I think it's just like we don't, it's hard for us to stick up because it's like, well, I don't, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's, this is too abstract, but I just think maybe like a lot of this is genetic and that it's been built into us that, I mean, you can do whatever you want, you can disrespect them, we're not going to stick up for them. I don't think every black man is like that. I think a lot of us will go, go to bat, but maybe, you know, from a more macro level. And I think a, another aspect of what Chris is talking about, which I'm, I'm real glad you lifted that up, we talked about, uh, it's probably a few months ago now, about dating and about black men dating white women. And uh, we talked about how it's a contextual thing where you've got these young black athletes or young black men that when they do find success, usually they're surrounded by nothing but white people because unfortunately there's still inequalities when it comes to corporate life when it comes to professional life in general. So you got these... these Before they became successful, they were not exactly. surrounded by... I agree. You're you know, right. Caucasians surrounded by... Okay. You're right. No, go, no, go, when, go ahead, Michelle. Oh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Melissa, I'm sorry. And when Melissa, do we unlearn our history? I'm sorry? When do we unlearn our history that has been placed upon us and that has conditioned us to to look at black society and white society like that, as you explained. I would, uh, well, let, let me let Michelle get you, but I just want to say something real quick. <clears throat> I would challenge us all to think that instead of unlearning it, we need to learn it. 
um, because what one of the things that not be there for our our people for our children. I think what she's saying when, is when, when do we stop making that as an excuse? Because the thing, yeah. like I, I, I'm with you, girl. Like it frustrates me <laughs> yeah. when I hear that excuse because women we were beat as well. But we yeah. never left y'all side. Yeah. So, like, no, it, I hate when I hear men say that the reason why the black family fell apart was because of the women's liberation movement. If that was the case, we would have a lot more patriarchs. Women never left the family. Yeah. Black men yeah. left the family. So, so I just, yeah. I just, I understand what you're saying, Christian. But I vehemently disagree that that's the reason why. I like that word. Yeah. Well, I, didn't, I didn't say that's the reason. I, I wasn't attributing it to the reason. I was just saying, you know, maybe if you look abstractly to. How, you know, since we've gotten here, I mean, it was longer in we were in that environment longer than we've been out of it. I understand that, but, but why okay. does it why did it only affect the man? Why didn't it affect the women? If that's right. the reason because why. there's a certain amount of masculinity that I mean, it's just inherent in the history of well, human culture is like well, when you I'm emasculate this man, you kind of but like I, like you said, there's no I don't think there's any excuse now. Yeah. Um, you know, we no. can talk about history. I don't think there's any excuse now. I agree with you ladies in that. I mean, we have to do a better yeah. job. We got to step up. Like these are our women. If if we don't if we don't come to defend them, who will? You know, I don't. Go ahead. I was gonna say I want I wanted to catch Michelle's last part because I know we have like about five or five to seven minutes, and I wanted to get her, and then we can tie it up on our end. Yeah. So what was the last thing okay. you had to say, Michelle? Melissa. 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 I'm sorry. We have Michelle in in the studio, but Melissa, go ahead. Well, well, no, you know, it, I agree with Michelle was saying is that, you know, at some point, we all have to take an account of what's going on within our race. Right. We can't stand how uh, we were treated in the past, slavery. We can't keep putting it off on another race because today our family is being divided. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we have black women raising single family. I mean, our families by ourselves. And. And the man is somewhere else. I agree 100%. And, and yeah. then, you know, we're looked upon as being angry black women. You know, we're looked upon as, as being lazy or ugly or however way. But for 98% of those black men who are out there dating white women, there's nothing wrong with it. But just do us a favor and do not put us down because most yeah, I agree. Of I agree. Brothers, we raise jobs by ourselves. You're right. You're totally right. I agree. I mean, you ain't gonna get no argument out of me. Right. Well, we do appreciate you guys uh, calling in uh, next week. If you can, call in a little earlier so we could talk to you a little bit more on the, on the topic. Um, for our listeners, they're at the salon, so you know they all, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. It gets a little bit real in the yeah. salon, you know. <laughs> they give a <laughs> this is one, one thing I, will, I do want to say. Thank you so much for, for calling in. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things I want to say to her point um that we need to do, and, and I mentioned briefly, we need to, to, to know our history, to learn our history, to know the ways that we have really been constructed through and through. Correct. Sure. Sure, there is no excuse, but no. we do need to be aware of what we're up against from the standpoint of every time I turn on the TV, I'm receiving messages that I'm not aware I'm receiving mm-hmm. that subliminally tell me that black women are less than, um, that white men... 
women and men are, are better what you should aspire, aspire to. to be yeah and for black men you know that we hold up these images like barack obama and these kinds of things but then we just leave out of the conversation. And why do they fight so hard to tear that image down? Right. Because it's so right. powerful. And I agree with what Gary was saying. I, I think they kind of misunderstood you, but I get it because it's like we've said in the past. How can you move forward if you don't know the past? Absolutely, because you just we just assume that this is just it just is. And a but lot of young kids. The po- politics and yeah. the ways that these things have been the systemic ways that we've been shaped to think this way. So for my own sake. I love black women. Mm-hmm. Mm. I was raised to love black women, mm-hmm. which I think speaks to the conscien- conscientiousness and intentionality of my parents. Mm-hmm. But that's also connected to the fact that I know my history. Mm-hmm. And the more I've learned my history over the last you know, eight to ten years from being in school and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. makes me love black women all the more. But I don't know what kind of what, how I would be had I not been aware of that history, had I not been raised. If I was just raised by uh, my mother and my father was not in the picture Correct. and I saw images of, you know, some of my coaches being married to white women, mm-hmm. these would have been my father figures. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would have been raised to think, oh, OK, well, this is what I should do, too, because it's almost like, you know, when a black man marries a white woman and doesn't appreciate a black woman, it's like a status kind of mm-hmm. upgrade. It's and it's a slap to be. Yeah. Like you were saying, I mean, if you can if you're. You know, your woman next to you is being beaten just like you, but you see, you know, master's wife looking all good and smelling all good and all that kind of stuff. And that's the image that's held up. You're assuming not only is this somebody I can aspire to from a relational standpoint, but it's kind of it's almost like this assumption that I'm that I'm being upgraded. I'm, I'm gaining more status. So I, to speak. I just that's think it's such bullshit because people <laughs> say that they're building up this, you know, this view of white women. But really, those white women are trying to look like the black women. I know, and I agree. I think that's just crazy. But it's they appropriate it and and call it their own. Right. What I'm saying is, history says we need to say no. We've been people been trying to aspire to blackness since blackface. Mm -hmm. Since I mean, all of that. Yeah. It's it's in our history. But for the women, I agree. I think absolutely as a community, we need to do a better job of sticking up for our women. And we don't want to be like the tribe of Judah and run over into somebody else's time. But I want to thank (laughs) Michelle for coming out. I want to thank thank uh, Melanie and I want to thank Melissa for calling in. Thanks, Gary, for, you know, controlling the phone lines. I want to make this say this one quick thing before we go to black men. Everything that white society loves about us and every white girl who loves a black man for the black man who only strictly go towards white women know that you wouldn't be that chocolate skin that smooth talker or as cultured as you are without your black mama and we out this bitch also, i want thanks chris lewis fetish, so yeah, yeah. A- exactly and also wanted to give a special shout out to artesia swindle for doing the blog social media uh, analyst who takes care of everything that you read on the blog uh, the setup brian fuller who will be our new audio editor we appreciate michelle we appreciate chris lewis for coming in and hit us up again at the reality is you can email us at info at the reality is you can catch us on iTunes at The Reality Is T-H-A, The Reality Is, Facebook, social media, anything on there. We're on there. Hit us up. Let us know what you thought about today's show. You can also hit us up at therealityis.com if you want to contribute anything to the show. A dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, and fifty cents. We in the church. We accept everything. We, hey, have a good weekend. We'll hear y'all next. We'll talk to y'all next. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. 
Tonight, it's The Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Sweating in bed keeping you up at night? Okay, get your mind out of the gutter. This isn't that kind of commercial. You need the cooling power of purple. The mattress, that is. It's comfort reinvented thanks to the Purple Grid. It allows air to flow through so you can sleep cool and comfortable all night long. And it flexes and cushions no matter what position you sleep in. Hmm, maybe it is that kind of commercial. Anyway, save up to $400 on select Purple mattresses and bedding bundles. Get yours at purple.com slash sleep in. Terms apply.